subject, just call his name. Why don't you, why don't you turn two or three people there and just tell them, just, just call his name. Just. just call his name. 983 times. The name of Jesus is recorded in Scripture. Most of those times it is simply giving detail as it applies to the actions of our Lord. Such as Jesus answered and said. Or Jesus put forth his hand. Or Jesus entered into some city. And yet on a handful of occasions we find that the name of Jesus was spoken by someone else in order to get the Lord's attention. It was spoken by someone else to give definition to who they knew him to be. I got to stay, lay a little bit of a foundation here today, and so I ask that you stay with me now. For instance, in Matthew chapter 20 and verse 30, the Bible says, And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that, Jesus, somebody shout Jesus. When they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out saying, have mercy on us, O Lord. Ready? Thou son of David. Now to attach that phrase, thou son of David, to the moniker of our Lord spoke to the fact that these individuals had a prior understanding concerning Christ's family. These individuals had prior understanding concerning the ancestral heritage of our Lord and the genealogy of Jesus. These two individuals had pre-knowledge of the fact that Jesus was from the lineage of David. Which is why they would call out to him in the manner in which they did, Jesus, thou son of David. We know that about you. We've been taught that about you. But that phrase didn't just speak to one's understanding of who Christ's forefathers would have been in the fleshly realm, but it also was a uh, messianic title which showed that their understanding of Christ was the fact that he was more than just a man. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, but he was in fact the long-awaited Messiah, the long-awaited deliverer, the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies wrapped up in the person of Jesus Christ. For they had an understanding that he was the Messiah that their grandparents had talked to them about and that their parents had talked to them about. He was the Messiah that had been spoken of in their household from them being a young age. He was the Messiah that they heard talk about all throughout their community since the time of their childhood. They were well acquainted with the teachings of this Messiah. They had previous knowledge of this one who would be. Messiah. And now this one in whom they already knew so much about because it had been instilled upon them since the day they were born. This one was now standing right in front of them and so with a faith born from previous understanding they would cry out, Jesus, thou son of David. 
Continue on in Matthew chapter 17 and verse 4. The Bible says, Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus. Ready? He said what? Lord. Lord. It's good for us to be here. Lord. So here we find Peter. Stay with me. Here we find Peter attaching the title Lord to the name of Jesus. And that title Lord speaks of one who possesses all authority. That title, Lord, speaks of one who possesses all power. Speaks of one who possesses and is in control of all things. So to attach Lord to the name of Jesus speaks of his prior understanding that Christ is truly Lord of all and head of all and ruler of all and above everything and everybody and every devil in hell. With that knowledge of Christ's lordship, Peter would speak to him as being Jesus, Lord. Is there anybody who knows that Jesus is truly Lord over all? Is there anybody who has had revelation of the fact that he's Lord? He has all power in heaven and in earth. He is king of all kings. He is Lord of all lords. Not just Lord, but he's Lord of all lords. He has all power. Anybody know that today? The other time in scripture we find someone would give attention to the person of Jesus. It's found in the gospel according to Matthew. Matthew chapter 21 and verse 11. And the word of the Lord says, And the multitude said, This is Jesus. Ready? The prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Not just Jesus. But they had greater understanding of his person and his past and his purpose. For they had previous knowledge of the fact that he was from Nazareth and that he was in fact the prophet. He wasn't a stranger to them. He was not foreign to them. They were not without insight concerning who Jesus was. For they knew what his calling was. And they knew well the place and the story that surrounded his birth. This is Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. And he's not just a man, but he's a prophet. Judas had a great knowledge of who the Lord was. So that's why even in the moment of his betrayal... He would say these words in Matthew 26 and verse 49. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master. Master. Not just Jesus, but he called him Master. You see, because Judas prior to this moment had witnessed with his own two eyes Jesus proving himself to be Master over the storm-tossed sea. Judas was there for that and he saw it with his own eyes. Judas was there when Jesus showed himself to be the master over the blinded eyes and to be master over the deaf ears and to be master over the crippled limbs. Judas was there and it was because of these previous encounters with Jesus that would cause Judas to be able to give definition of our Lord as being master. Is there anybody in the house who knows him to be master over some of the issues that you faced in your life? Oh, I think some of you forgot where God brought you from. 
Come on, is there anybody who knows him to be master over some of the things you went through and some of the things you didn't see any way out of, but all of a sudden Jesus came and he was the master over all of it and he was the ruler over all of it and he reigned over all of it. I'm glad to know that I know him to be master over everything I face. I've seen him do some stuff. I've seen him work his work. I've seen him perform some miracles. And so I know he's bigger than what I'm going through. And he's bigger than what I'm facing. And he's able to do a miracle in the middle of my mess. He's master. He's master. I I, I don't want to belabor the point, but John the Baptist had insight and hey he had understanding concerning the calling of Christ as well that's when Jesus would come walking up over the Judean hillside John would stop what he was doing and he would say these words in John chapter 1 and verse 29 the next day seeth John the next day John seeth Jesus somebody shout Jesus coming unto him and saith behold not just Jesus, but I know, I know some stuff about him. He is the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Ooh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. It was because John knew who Christ was that he could speak of him as being Jesus, the Lamb of God who has come to take away the sins of the world. Anybody experience what it's like to have the Lord forgive your sins? Anybody in the house know and have previous knowledge of what it's like to go down in the watery grave of baptism and that precious name, that name that is above every name is spoken over you and when you come up out of that watery grave you understand and know biblically that my sins have been washed away. Every sin I've ever committed has been washed away. I'm glad I know him to be Jesus, the one who has come to take away the sins of the world. Come on, if you've been forgiven of sin, if sin has been washed away, if your sin has been cast into the sea of forgetfulness, I think it's worthy for you to praise him for a little while. For me to praise him for a little while. Oh, Thank God for the blood that washes sins away. Thank God that I've encountered the blood of Calvary. Thank God that I've experienced the blood he shed on Calvary's hill. And my sins have been washed away. I'm so glad I know him to be the one who came to take away the sins of the world. And let me just pause for a moment and say this. I think we might already have one to be baptized in the name of Jesus today. But if you have repented of your sins and you have told the Lord that from this moment on I want to serve you with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. I'm turning my back on sin. I'm turning my back on the world. I'm turning my back on everything that I used to do that was pleasing to my flesh. And from this moment on, I want to serve you and you alone. You are a biblical candidate, my friend, to be baptized in the name 
name of Jesus Christ. When you repent of your sins, he forgives you. And when you go down on the watery grave of baptism, he washes away every sin that is in your life. And you don't have to go one more day with any sin being present in your life. If you'll repent, God will take care of the sin issue today. Come on, praise him for it. I'm glad I know. I'm glad I've experienced that. It may be seed of the devils themselves. The devils themselves had knowledge of who the Lord was. That's why when they encountered him, they would speak of him this way in Matthew chapter 8 and verse 29. And behold, they cried out saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of God? Mark chapter 1 and verse 24 saying let us alone what do we have to do with thee Jesus of Nazareth art thou come to destroy us I know thee who thou art the holy one of God these demons had years an eternity of previous knowledge concerning who he was and so they didn't just necessarily call him Jesus but they attached our son of God the holy one of God they knew he was more than just a man and that he was in fact all of God manifest in the flesh and because of what they knew previously about him they would attach the son of God and the holy one of God onto his name I'm glad to testify of the fact today that the enemy of my soul was defeated because Jesus was bigger than them. I'm glad to testify to the fact today that the enemy of my soul was defeated because he was not just a man. He was not just a man, but he was all of God manifest in the flesh. And because of who he was, he destroyed the work of the enemy and the work of the adversary in my life. The devil know who he is and they tremble. They know who he is and they tremble. They knew who he was. They had prior knowledge of who he was. And so they would attach those phrases of revelation to his name. But I said all of that to say this. All of those individuals and groups of people that I just described, as I said, had previous knowledge of the Lord. These individuals had encountered already his power. These individuals had already been introduced at least to some level to who he was and to his abilities. These individuals already had revelation and insight concerning just exactly who he was. For else you do not say thou son of David unless you had previously known. They had been taught from a young age about who this Jesus would be and how they cried out to him reflected their previous knowledge of him as we've just described. 
The words they used to get the attention of the Lord were based upon what they already knew about the Lord. But my assignment this morning is to take my remaining time to talk to those in the room who have not had prior experiences with the Lord. Or at least not that much. For how is it that these individuals are supposed to respond? What about those who don't have previous revelation concerning who Christ is and what Christ is all about? What about somebody in the room who cannot relate to those who do know their Lord? I can't relate to those people. Somebody in the room may say, because you may know him, but I don't know him like you do. Am I making any sense? What about those who were not raised in the church? What about those who might not even own a Bible? What about those who've been following after some other religion? What about those that have been following after some other belief that is contrary to the Jesus I'm preaching of today? What about those who would consider themselves to be an atheist or an agnostic? You see, they can't relate to Peter in knowing the Lord being ruler over all. There's no relatability between that individual and Peter because this individual has a law, has allowed their will to rule their lives. They've allowed their fleshly inclination and the terrible taskmaster called sin to be what ruled and reign in their lives. And so when it comes to Peter knowing that the Lord is the ruler, this individual has no relatability with him. What about those who can't relate to Judas? In that they have never really been around the working of the Lord. They have never seen the power of God on demonstration before in order to know that he is the master over it all. They weren't raised in the church. Man, I, I, I'm, not, I'm preaching to a, a small group of people here today, but the Lord has tailored an entire message just for you today. They weren't raised in the church. They didn't grow up in a godly home. They, they were never taught how to pray. They don't know what it's like to have a conversation with the creator of their soul. It's good for those that do know him to put what they know about him into words and interject those words into prayers. But I'm talking to someone who doesn't have those same insights about the Lord. I'm talking about those who don't have those same revelations about the Lord so they cannot articulate about what other people are able to articulate. I'm talking about those who are hurting and they don't have any previous knowledge about God's abilities to fall back on during their time of pain. 
They're crying themselves to sleep at night and they don't know nor do they care at this point about what lineage Jesus came from. Their addiction and more importantly their release from that addiction is what is the most pressing matter on their mind right now. And you and I may know that Christ is the way out but they don't They don't have the same knowledge that we have. We may know him to be Jehovah Jireh, the one who provides, but that term Jehovah Jireh makes no sense at all to them. So what are they supposed to do? What are those kind of people supposed to say? They don't get genealogy. They haven't grasped lordship. They don't know what the book says. They've never been taught how to encounter this one who holds every answer that they'll ever need. So what are those kind of people supposed to do in the middle of their mess? What are those type of people supposed to do in the darkness of their dilemma? What are those supposed to say in the moment when they can barely string two words together because of the severity of their story? What are those kind of people supposed to do? And that's the simple understanding that I've been sent to reveal to someone in the house today who so desperately desires to know what you are to do because there's a lot of people in the room you can't relate to. Here's what you're to do. Ready? Acts chapter 2 verse 21. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on just the name Just the name of the Lord shall be. And I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Notice, it's not telling you to call on that name plus some additional add-on based upon your prior understanding or encounter with him. No, just call. On the name Jesus. Woo. That's about as deep as it's getting right there, folks. I'm not telling you to call out his name with a total understanding and a complete revelation of the one in whose name you just called. No, it's telling you, just call his name. I need some church folks to help me right about now. For it doesn't matter that you might not know the meaning of his name. And it doesn't matter that you're unaware of the fact that it was an angel that told Mary to name her son 
Jesus. You don't have a clue about all of it. And the Lord says, that's fine. You don't need to know about the inception and the reason and the typology and the phraseology. You don't need to know the Greek and the Hebrew. It doesn't matter that you may not know all the miracles that took place in the Word and in this house because of that name. You don't need to know all of that. You don't need to know the backstory of his name before he'll move on your life. It's not necessary that you have full knowledge of his person before he can turn your life around. For that verse I just read to you is showing us the Lord doesn't just interact with those who already know about him, but he also interacts with those who know nothing about him but his name. I don't know who you are. I don't know all about this God stuff. I don't know about this church stuff. I don't know what you believe. I don't know what the doctrines are. I don't know this, that, and the other. I can't even, if you tell me to look up some book in the Bible, it would take me five minutes to find it. I don't know a lot about it, but somebody introduced me to what his name is. Because if you'll just cry out his Name. Come on, somebody. I wonder who in the house that would just cry out, Jesus. I wasn't raised in all this. I don't know why the preacher's up there sweating and screaming. I'm not used to that. I don't know why people are standing with raising hands right now. I don't know why they sing what they saw. I don't know why they're clapping hands. I don't know why any of this is going on in this room right now. It doesn't matter. You don't have to know all about that. In order to have an encounter with Jesus today, all you need to do is be able to lift your voice and cry out the name of Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Woo, Jesus. Come on, you don't have to add anything else to it. Maybe the person on your right or on your left is saying some really good prayer and you're listening to it and you're thinking, I don't know what they're saying. I don't know how they're saying it. I'm a long way from that place. Doesn't matter. You don't have to get to where they are before you can encounter God. All you gotta say is, Jesus. And here's why. Because when you begin to pursue greater knowledge of the Lord beyond this moment today, you will eventually no doubt find him and know him to be Jehovah Jireh or the one who will provide for you. And that he will be Jehovah Rapha or the one who heals you or Jehovah Nisi, the one who gives you victory. Or Jehovah Shalom, the one who's going to give you peace. Or Jehovah Shammah, the one who's present with you every step of the way. And yet, it's not necessary for you to understand 
all of those funny sounding words before you can have an encounter with the one who can provide and with the one who can heal and with the one who gives you victory for all ye need to know today is the fact that when you say the name of Jesus you're getting the attention of Jehovah Jireh you're getting the attention of Jehovah Rapha you're getting I know you don't even know what they mean and it doesn't matter if you'll just cry out Jesus you'll get the attention of the healer of your body the savior of your soul the redeemer of it all the one who will be with you and stick with you through it all the one that heals the one that gives you peace the one that fights your battles for you you don't gotta know all those other titles you just gotta shout Jesus and you get the attention of all who God is Jesus 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 just call his name come on somebody just call his name you say well I thought it'd be deeper than this I thought it'd be more intricate than this I thought I'd have to do a lot more than just this no just call his name and watch what God will do for you Somebody stand to your feet right now. There's a name that's able to bring you through every storm. And that name is Jesus. There's a name powerful enough to heal your body right now. And his name is Jesus. There's a name strong enough to break every addiction you're going through this morning. And his name is Jesus. There's a name big enough to turn your life around. And that name is Jesus. There's a name that's mighty to save and mighty to forgive and the mighty to fill. And that name is Jesus. Whosoever shall call just on the name of the Lord shall be saved saved from the mess you're currently facing saved from the pain of your past saved from the darkness of your present saved from the fear of your tomorrows saved from the torment of your mind saved from an eternity away from the Lord God Almighty and that process will start the moment you call on the name of Jesus with passion somebody needs to call that name with desperation somebody needs to call the name Jesus, I don't know about all that thou son of David stuff, but I know about the Jesus part. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Come on, the enemy's trying to complicate matters right now. He's trying to complicate your mind right now. 
into getting you think that it has to be more complicated than what it really is. Come on, all you gotta do is speak the name of Jesus because the enemy knows that the name of Jesus is more powerful than any weapon that he's formed against you. The enemy knows that the name of Jesus is bigger than everything that the enemy is trying to accomplish in your life. That's why he's trying to complicate your mind right now and say to you, it's got to be more than just call on the name. There's got to be more to it than just calling the name Jesus because he knows greater than you the power that rests in the name. He knows greater than you the power that resides in the name of Jesus. He wants you to keep your mouth shut. He wants you to sit there in silence. But if you'll ever lift your voice and cry out the name of Jesus, Just call his name. Just call his name. Just call his name. Woo! You don't know what I'm going through, preacher. No, I might not know, but I know a name that's bigger than what you're going through. Well, you don't know the pain that's in my body. I might not know the pain that's in your body, but I know a name that's bigger than the pain in your body. Call his name. Somebody call his name. Jesus. 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 Here's what I feel to do. This altar's open right now. And I'm giving invitation to those who would and want to. Invitation to those who will make way your way down to the front. Whether you've been in church for an hour or you've been in church for 50 years. The invitation today to the altar is for those who will come down and cry out to that name of Jesus. Believing that just the mention of his name. Just the mention of his name. You don't have to be perfect to call out that name. You don't have to be sinless to call out that name. You don't have to have it all together to call out that name. You don't have to have it all worked out to work to call out that name. In fact, it's going to be the name that's going to usher into your life everything you need to get to the place you desire to get to. Come on, this altar's open. I wonder who would, with passion in your 